Grab the crayons and pull out the coloring books. It's time for audio cartoons on the Saturday Story Circle, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. It's time once again for America's favorite show, The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Brought to you by DrFloyd.com. This week, starring Chuck McCann as Benjamin Franklin. When we last left our heroes, Dr. Floyd, Dr. Grant, and Chips, they were in a bit of a pickle. No, we weren't. What's that? We were not in a pickle. We were in Philadelphia in 1783, trying to prevent Dr. Steve from carrying out his evil plot. But I've suddenly gone mostly blind and can't see past the end of my nose. That's because that evil mastermind, Dr. Steve, has prevented Benjamin Franklin from inventing bifocals, and because of that, your bifocals have disappeared. He what? Dr. Steve slipped Ben Franklin a pair of contact lenses, so we could see better and give up his idea of inventing bifocals. Well, we better get to him quick and set things right. Come here, Dr. Grant. Yes, Dr. Floyd? Yep. Uh, Hey, what are you doing? Well, I can't see a darn thing without my bifocals, so you're going to have to give me a piggyback ride to Ben Franklin's house. uh, Okay, Dr. Floyd. Hi-ho, Dr. Grant! Away! Our heroes gallop off towards the home of Ben Franklin, where we find Dr. Stephen Fidget in Ben Franklin's workshop, watching the master inventor himself at work. Oh, this is a little modification of my Franklin stove. See, the hot dogs are going to rotate on these little wheels, cooking them thoroughly. Oh, that is quite nice, Mr. Franklin. We're still hanging out because we might as well swipe something from Ben Franklin while we're here. Now that Dr. Floyd won't be able to see to stop us, we'll get off scot-free. Hey, what do you think of this slogan for my new hot dog stand? Idle hands are the perfect things to hold a Ben Frank's footlong with. Ooh, that's a pretty good one. I like that. Now I need to optimize the amount of selling hours I have in the day. I know, I can invent daylight saving time. In the spring, we can move our clocks ahead an hour, and in the fall, we'll move them an hour back. Yeah, about that. Uh, The falling back? Great idea. The springing forward? Uh, Not so good. Well, it was just a thought. How do you plan on advertising your hot dog stand, Mr. Franklin? I'm spending half of my money in the advertising budget on ads in Poor Richard's Almanacs and the rest on kites. Kites? Yeah. You make a banner with a slogan on it, and then you send it up in the air for folks to see. You sure do like kites, don't you? Wasn't it a kite that helped you discover electricity? No, I didn't discover electricity. I merely proved that lightning is static electricity. People knew about electricity for some time before that. I see. Yep. See that key up there on the hook? That's the actual key that I used to conduct the experiment. Ding! Ding? Yes, ding. I always say ding when I suddenly come up with an evil plan. Evil plan? Did I say evil plan? I I, I meant inventing idea. I, I certainly didn't just think that that key would go for a lot of money on eBay in the future. Oh, yeah, that's good. So I tied that key to the kite, and then there was a wire that went from the key to a jar which held static electricity. When you touch something to the top of the jar... There was a spark. That really is fascinating, I'm sure. 
Uh, to somebody, not me, of course. Listen, I'm going to get these banners out to the front lawn. Then, uh, will you guys help me get them attached to the kite and get them flying? Sure, we'd love to. Go ahead, we'll be right out. Okay, I'll see you in a minute. Remember, haste makes waste. So, waste no time in getting down to Ben Franks. Another good one, Mr. Franklin. <laughs> ben Franklin leaves the workshop as Dr. Steve turns to Fidget with an evil grin. Now's our chance, Fidget. Quick, grab that key and give it to me. Now let's go out and help Mr. Franklin for a few minutes, and then find an excuse to leave. As Dr. Stephen Fidget go lend Ben Franklin a hand with the kites, let's catch up with our heroes who are heading down the street to Ben Franklin's house. Golly, Dr. Floyd, for such a for such a little guy, you sure are heavy. That's brain mass, Dr. Grant. Nothing but pure brain mass. Well, it sure isn't head weight. What was that? I said I sure hope we aren't late. Uh-huh. We won't be late. Franklin's house is just a few more houses down. Our heroes are now mere moments away from Ben Franklin's abode, where we find Dr. Stephen Fidgert helping Ben fly his advertising kites in what appears to be an oncoming thunderstorm. Yes, sir. <laughs> a perfect day for kite flying. Sure is. And didn't I tell you that using a stiff metal wire instead of string would help keep the kites in the air easier? You uh, certainly were right, although I just can't help but think that uh, we're making a mistake using wire for some reason. No, no, no. My inventions only wind up having disastrous results about 99% of the time. <laughs> Ninety-nine percent, eh? Yes. You see, me and my little buddy Fidget here... Uh, uh, come here, Fidget. <coughs> Our experiments always have a knack of working perfectly. Dr. Steve didn't plan on proving that metal was a good conductor of electricity, but as fate would have it, when he picked up Fidget, that's exactly what he did. At that moment, a bolt of lightning hit Dr. Steve's kite, and the electrical charge traveled instantly down the stiff metal wire to Dr. Steve's hand and blasted him and Fidget across the lawn. <coughs> Yeah, well, now I know what's wrong with using wire. That metal wire is going to conduct the electricity from the lightning pretty well. Hmm. Eh, I guess it's back to using string. The blast of lightning also knocked the key out of Dr. Steve's pockets, and it now lay smoking on the grass. Hey, what's my famous kite-flying key doing out here? Should be hanging on the wall in my shop. Ah, Ah, Ooh, still a little hot. Mr. Franklin! Mr. Franklin! Uh, uh. Whoa there, Dr. Grant. Good boy. Hey, who are you, mysterious rider? And where did you get that ugly horse? Hey! Quiet, Dr. Grant. Have a sugar cube. I'm just a friend and a fan, sir. I came to warn you that two scruffy-looking villains may visit you tonight, and they're planning on stealing something from you. Oh, really? You must mean these two over here. Ben Franklin leads Dr. Floyd, Dr. Grant, and Chips over to where Dr. Stephen Fidget lay in a blackened, smoldering pile. Oh, dear. <laughs> Well, you sure took care of them, all right. Well, I had nothing to do with it other than watch them sailing across the yard. They really... What's the matter, Mr. Franklin? A little gust of wind just blew something into my eye. It stuck in my contact lens. Contact lens? Yeah, these two guys here. They invented them and gave me a pair. I have to take them out. They're driving me crazy. Oh, that you go out. Ah, that's better. That one gentleman there said that his experiments wind up giving disastrous results 99% of the time. I suppose these are another failure. Of course, uh, now I can't see. Well, it sure is too bad no one had any ideas for some sort of special glasses with two different lenses in them to help you see better. Yeah, too bad. Wait a minute. 
I have an idea for a special kind of glasses with two different lenses in them to help you see better. I call them bifocals. Sounds like a good invention to me, Mr. Franklin. Yes, but of course working on them will mean I'll have to put on hold my dreams of having a hot dog stand. Well, that's okay, Mr. Franklin, especially since hot dogs aren't going to be in America until the 1800s. <laughs> I guess you're right. I'm probably better off working on my peanut launching program. Peanut launching program? Yeah. I want to be the first man to send peanuts into outer space. Why? I'm not sure. I just like the idea of far-out space nuts. Oh, brother. Well, I'm off to invent bifocals. Have a good evening, gentlemen. Good night, Mr. Franklin. Great work, Dr. Floyd. Looks like you saved the day again. Yes, it appears that way, Dr. Grant. Thankfully, now that Ben Franklin is in there tinkering away on bifocals, Mine have reappeared. What should we do with Dr. Stephen Fidger? Let's drag them back to their ship and leave them there. It's the least we can do, I guess. I think it'll be quite some time before they're up to no good again, or at least until the next episode. You sure work hard on your day off, Dr. Floyd. What can I say? I'm a workaholic. Grab those two villains, Chips. <laughs> and Dr. Grant? Yes, Dr. Floyd? Hey, up. Uh, hey! Easy, boy, easy. Giddy up, Dr. Grant. Uh, this is the last time, Dr. Floyd. A little less talking and a little more galloping, Dr. Grant. Hey, I like your new wooden clogs there, Dr. Grant. Thanks, Dr. Floyd. They were a gift from my grandparents' trip to the Netherlands. As our heroes ride off into the sunset, they have once again managed to keep the timeline of history intact, even on their day off. Where will Dr. Floyd and his crew wind up next time? Will Dr. Stephen Fidget recover in time for next week's adventure? And just what will that genius Benjamin Franklin invent next? Hmm. How about a company that sells collector's dishes and coins through the mail? I'd make a mint. Find out next time on the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. This episode of the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd is brought to you by ActionFigureX.com. What do you collect? Me, I collect miniature porcelain ponies. This is Jack Ward, and from everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you all safety and protection during the COVID-19 outbreak. Join us as we listen and imagine, and together we'll make it through this. Please be safe.